Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. When I was in school, a crisis was being taught that the world was running out of fossil fuels. It was literally running out of gas and oil. And we would not be able to run any kind of engine soon. <laughs> it was a scare tactic, and it was a crisis that they were trying to manufacture. And another was that we were overpopulating the planet, and we were all going to use up all of the Earth's resources. And of course, it was our responsibility not to have any more kids, right? Yet another scare tactic was that we were on the verge of another ice age. This was obviously how the dinosaurs died, and so we were next. Well, these were obviously completely false, so they had to try to come up with something else to scare people in another way, and that way, global warming, <laughs> or, or what they like to call climate change now, because global warming isn't really happening. So you can't call it global warming if that's not what's happening. So now it's climate change. Here's uh, AOC and, and what she has to say on the matter. And we're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is, your, your biggest issue is how are we going to pay for it? And like, this is the war. This is our World War II. Just like so many theories, when liberals like the, the theory, they always act like it's truth. The, the theory of evolution is a good example. This is still being taught in many of our classrooms as truth, when in fact, there are so many holes in this theory, it looks like Swiss cheese at this point. But that's another podcast. Another theory that leftists like to claim is settled science is global warming. And from townhall.com, John Hop, uh, Hawkins says, how did global warming discussions end up hinging on what's happening with polar bears? Unverifiable predictions of uh, what will happen in 100 years and whether people are climate deniers or global warming cultists. If this is a scientific topic, why aren't we spending more time discussing the science involved? Why aren't we talking about the evidence and the actual data involved? Why aren't we looking at the predictions that were made and seeing if they match up with the results? If this is such an open and shut case, why are so many people who care about science skeptical? Many Americans have long since thought that the, the best scientific evidence available suggested that man wasn't causing any sort of global warming. However, now we can go even farther and suggest that the planet isn't warming at all. So here's five reasons that he gets into here. Number one, there hasn't been any global warming since 1997. We have kids who have graduated from college who will never have seen any global warming during their lifetimes. That's right. 
the temperature of the planet has essentially been flat for years. This isn't a controversial, you know, assertion either. Even the, the, the former director of the Climate Research Unit, the CRU of, of the University of East uh, um, Anglia, and he, his name is Phil Jones, and he admits that this is true. Since the, the planet was cooling from 1940 to 1975, and the upswing in temperature afterward only lasted 22 years, a pause is a big deal. And it also begs an obvious question. How can we be experiencing global warming if there's no actual global warming, right? Number two, there is no scientific evidence uh, and and consensus, no, no scientific consensus that global warming is occurring and caused by man. Questions are not decided by consensus. In fact, many scientific theories that were once widely believed to be true were made irrelevant by new evidence. Just to name one of many, many examples, in the early 70s, scientists believed global cooling was occurring. However, once the planet started to warm up, they changed their minds. Yet, the primary scientific argument for global warming is that there is a scientific consensus that is occurring. Setting aside the fact that this is not a scientific argument, even if that were and and was true, and it really wasn't, it's certainly not true anymore. Over 31,000 scientists have signed on to a petition saying humans aren't causing global warming. And more than a thousand scientists signed on to another report stating that no global warming is happening at all. There are tens of thousands of well-known, educated, mainstream scientists who do not agree that global warming is occurring at all. And, And people who share their opinion are taking a position grounded in science. Number three, Arctic ice is up 50% since 2012. The loss of Arctic ice has been a big talking point for people who believe global warming is occurring. Some people have even predicted that all of the Arctic ice would melt by now because of global warming, right? Yet Arctic ice is up 50% since 2012. How, How much Arctic ice really matters is an open question since the very limited evidence we have suggests that the A few decades ago, there was less ice than there is today. But the same people who thought the the drop in ice was noteworthy should at least agree that the increase is important as well. Now, number four, climate models showing global warming have been wrong over and over again. These future predictions of What global warming will do to the planet have been based on climate models. Essentially, scientists make assumptions about how much of an impact different factors will have. They guess how much of a change there will be, and then they project changes over time. Unfortunately, almost all of these models showing huge temperature gains have turned out to be wrong. 
there's there's an old saying in in programming it, when if you were ever taught to to program a, a computer um you would probably have heard uh, this phrase it's, it, it says garbage in garbage out in other words if the assumptions and data you put into the models are faulty then the results will be worthless if the climate models that show a dire impact because of global warming were you know reliable and they're not then the long-term projections they make are just simply meaningless number five predictions about the impact of global warming have already been proven wrong the debate over global warming has been going on long enough that we've had time to see some of the predictions people made about it and and have it pan out and and did it pan out in the real world for example al gore predicted of course al gore making lots of money on global warming projections al gore predicted all the arctic ice would be gone by 2013. in 2005 uh, the the independent ran an article saying that the arctic had entered a death spiral is how they put it Meanwhile, Arctic ice is up 50% since 2012, right? And so James Hansen of NASA, uh, his famed prediction that the, the West Side Highway of New York would be underwater by now because of global warming, of course, didn't come true. It, if the climate, climate models and the predictions about global warming aren't even close to being correct, wouldn't it be more scientific to reject hazy action? based on faulty data so that we can further study the issue and find out what's really going on? The answer to this would be yes. But in staying with their mantra, never let a good crisis go to waste, liberal leaders got together again to have another party. I mean, another meeting. And the first one was in Rome, and it was called the G20, or the 20 top countries around the world. And in a recent Bloomberg article, uh, climate negotiators at the uh, COP26 summit were banking on the world's most powerful leaders to give them a boost before they embark on two weeks of fraught discussions over who would do what to slow the rise in global temperatures. In the broadcast sense, they got what they needed. Any con consensus was better than you know, some sort of breakdown. Politicians promised to stop financing overseas coal plants, uh, tackle uh, methane leaks, and take a greater and take greater action uh, this decade to limit global warming. But they failed to agree on a precise date for phrasing uh, out the dirtiest fossil fuels and reaching net zero emissions. So they said, "Yeah, you know, we want to work on this, but you know, we're not going to give you any date or anything." The reaction in Glasgow was one of disappointment. Countries agreed on the broad framework that underpinned their talks, famously decided in, in Paris 2015. Remember the Paris Accords we, we pulled out under Trump uh, of those? Because basically what those said was the United States was going to do all of these things and, and, and take the brunt of all of this this stuff that we needed to do to limit global warming, but everybody who's actually polluting like China and Russia and all these guys, they can do whatever they want. And in fact, they can even increase their CO2 emissions. So we pulled out of that. And then 
course, now we're back to that, right? We're back to trying to negotiate those things again. Um, the G20 leaders agreed in Rome that they would channel post-COVID stimulus money. Hmm. I thought we were in the middle of a pandemic. We needed more money for that. Uh, but they're going to channel post-COVID stimulus money into climate action and use development banks to mobilize more funds to developing countries. Oh, you know, there's another phrase that says, follow the money. I think we can do that here. The Bloomberg article says that that's what the delegations of India and Indonesia told Bloomberg would be needed for them to phase out coal. So if you want us to phase out coal, you better give us a whole bunch of money. But the G20 statement dodged the real issue, it says. There weren't any concrete details on sums of money, right? That may be spent or the, the date by which they they could be secured. So basically the, the, the top 20 nations in the world said, yeah, you know, we're not going to tell you how much money's coming your way and we're not going to tell you when you're going to get it. So speaking on the opening day of talks at the GOP, or not actually, it's not GOP, it's COP26. President uh, Alec Sharma is his name. And he said that the G20 talks had not been easy, but warned that one meeting, be it the G20, uh, in the G20 or COP26, isn't going to be able to address everything. Oh no, so this little party is not going to be able to solve global warming. Wow. Well, he said it showed the need to accelerate climate action this decade that will mean making progress on details and hammering out specific targets that hold countries to account. He said, quote, in many ways, success at the Glasgow uh, climate talks hinge on rebuilding trust. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) In other words, we need to know that what we're doing here is getting ourselves some money. (laughs) <laughs> and and this uh, vice president at the World Resources Institute said, quote, trust that the promised financial support will be delivered to developing countries. Trust that major uh, uh, emitters will make bold emission cuts and trust the new corporate uh, commitments are trans- uh, transformative rather than PR stunts. And that's really what they are. All this is, you can follow the money. It's all about money and it's all about PR. So then there is another party. I mean, meeting with more than the, just these big 20 countries around the world. A New York uh, Post article uh, talks about that. And it says, as uh, an estimated 400 private planes flew into Scotland this weekend, and this was this was this past weekend, for the COP26 UN Climate Summit in, in Glasgow, with Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Prince Charles, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, and US President Biden in the fleet, the world leaders are being slammed for their excessive use of private transportation while they tout efforts to lower carbon emissions. Well, imagine that. During the COP26, Biden and several other heads of state urged their allies to negotiate solutions toward lowering carbon emissions and fossil fuels. And after arriving at Prestwick Airport in Scotland Sunday, Bezos and his 
uh, partner Lauren Sanchez met with Prince the, the Prince of Wales to discuss climate change on the eve of the UN summit. <laughs> See, it's just a party is what's happening here. <laughs> and and it's and it's it's called it's not called a party because you know you, we're not going to be partying in Scotland, right? We're we're meeting on climate change. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it's interesting that they came in on all these private jets. The massive influx of private jets reportedly caused traffic jams that resulted in empty planes flying approximately 30 miles to find other places to park, according to the Daily Mail. Biden and his team flew into Edinburgh from Rome on Air Force One on Monday morning. From there, Biden traveled to Glasgow for the for the summit by car per per local reports many private vehicles in the city were seen waiting uh, along the streets with their engines running side streets uh around the, the COP26 are choked up with chauffeur driven cars and vans many of of them with engines just idling uh, interesting look for a climate conference don't you think Several social media uh, uh, users took to Twitter to accuse the world leaders of hypocrisy. Oh, imagine that. By using private transportation while urging the public to make more climate conscious decisions. So you should be making those decisions and those sacrifices. We'll continue to burn the carbon into the air. The scenes from the COP26 are peak 2021 virtue signaling at its most grim park up the private jet pump in the chauffeur driven car as they have to get to glasgow to tell the world to act more responsibly is what one twitter wrote here's another one uh quote nothing quite shows your commitment to climate action like flying to cop26 in a private jet and burning a few million liters of rocket fuel through the atmosphere every five minutes to show off to your mates. Hey, Jeff, another tweet <laughs> and, and a shot at Bezos, of course. Another one, uh, quote, they are laughing at you. The 400 private jets used by world leaders to get to COP26 pumped out 13,000 tons of CO2 into the atmosphere. Yet they want you to stop eating meat and stop going on, on holidays to buy a new electric car and to spend thousands of pounds on a new boiler. Another one. <laughs> Simply put, that's really good. Uh, even even world uh, leaders uh, or dignitaries that arrive to the COP in private jets uh, it is it's just simply hypocrisy. Some some note that the heads of state who are not attending the summit pointing out their lack of travel may do better for the commissions than those that attended such as China and Russia. Those two did not show up. They were not there. And yet, you know what? They probably did more to put less carbon into the air than those that showed up. And it's not the first time uh, Biden or his administration has been slammed for uh, mixed messaging when it comes to climate change. Earlier this month, pro Vice President Kamala Harris came under fire after flying uh, on Air Force Two to Nevada, where uh, she talked up Biden's Build Back Better agenda and and investments to tackle climate crisis, including 
using electric and clean energy vehicles. But Air Force Two has been touted as more fuel efficient, of course, that it's it's more fuel efficient than its predecessor with a fuel capacity of 92,000 pounds, which comes out to around 11,000 gallons. Many social media users slammed Harris for her mixed messaging. Biden's own messaging on climate change was called into question just last week when he was in Rome after he was seen taking 85, 85 limos to meet with Pope Francis. That's how many limos he had. It was unclear how many of the motorcade vehicles were electric, plug-ins, or hybrids. <laughs> so while all these climate hi- hypocrites are arriving in their private jets and taking limos to their parties with a limit of only two people per car, Greta Thunberg was leading a protest just outside. And this Daily Wire article is is really good. And it said that yelling at a rally of climate change activists, teenager, environmental guru, and, and, and really, she, I mean, you know, she's an adult at this point, right? Greta Thunberg led them in astonishingly articulate chants directed at those who did not do her bidding regarding the climate, yelling, no more, blah, blah, blah. If that weren't enough, Thumberg added some choice language, yelling, no more, whatever the F they're doing inside there. No more exploitation of people and nature and the planet, screamed Thumberg. Uh, Former Nevada COP uh, chairwoman, uh, Amy um, uh, Tarkanian, she (laughs) summed up it really well when she said that it seems whoever is funding um, Operation Greta Thunberg cut the speech writing department as she now is screaming blah, 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 (laughs) and even used obscene profanities to get her point across. (laughs) Hashtag uh, Greta Thunberg tried to do better. The profanity isn't a good look. (laughs) I would agree. Um, You know, it, it is really interesting that you see so many of these uh, these individuals that just d- don't understand what is happening here. And in, in August, the New York Times published an essay by a youth climate activist led by uh, Thunberg that lectured adults about climate change um, and, and, and saying that young people like us have been sounding the alarm for years. You just haven't listened, they added. We are the ones who will have to clean up the mess for you adults and the ones the mess that you've made today millions of children and young people have united in a movement with one voice demanding the the decisions decision makers do their work necessary to save our planet from the unprecedented heat waves the massive floods and the vast wildfires we are increasingly witnessing our protests will not end until the inaction does <laughs> I mean, this this stuff is just funny because obviously if, if we keep spending the way that we are on things like this, yeah, we're the 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 children of today are going to be in a massive pickle. And they concluded, "quote We are in crisis of crises, a um, pollution crisis, a climate crisis, a children's rights crisis. We will not allow the world to look away." <laughs> It's it's just it's it's just a bad look. 
she, she and, and and here's here's uh you know in in April of 2019 speaking for the European Parliament Thunberg lectured European politicians about climate change with apocalyptic passion saying quote I want you to panic Thunberg stated I want you to act as if the house is on fire I have said those words before and a lot of people have uh, e- explained why that is a bad idea. A great number of politicians told me that panic never leads to anything good. And I agree to panic unless you have to is a terrible idea. But when your house is on fire and you want to keep your house from burning to the ground, then that does require some level of panic. (laughs) She's just an intellectual dynamo. Um, So, so inside the COP26 party, I mean, summit, Uh, President Biden appeared to get a few little shut-eyes Monday during the opening session uh, at the COP26 Climate uh, Summit in Glasgow, Scotland, Um, before an aide, of course, kind of snapped him back into reality. Ahead of his remarks, the world leaders on climate change, Biden was caught on camera uh, struggling to stay awake, drifting in and out of sleep with his arms folded across while the speaker spoke about the importance of climate action. <laughs> uh, he uh, says at one point, Biden dozed off for about 25 seconds before an aide rushed to arouse the president. And Biden appeared to be bored listening to uh, Eddie uh, Dupu, I guess is how you um, pronounce his name. A, he's, a, he's a disability rights activist who warned in his remarks that global warming threatened, quote, our ability to grow food and even to survive, unquote. So, so it's, again, it's just one big scare tactic. Uh, Biden was also seen rubbing his eyes following the wake-up call from his aide. But l- let me just say this, okay? And, and we'll end here with this. Th- this, is, this is self-made crisis. This is something that that they they take a theory from from somewhere and they say, you know what? This is true. This is truth. We have we have to do this. We have to spend all of this money. We have to make all of these sacrifices. And if you don't do it, then what? Then 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 are are the lives of our children are at stake or whatever the case may be. And it's just simply not true. It's just a way to funnel money through the government in many cases. And take it from big business or even right down to, to mom and pop and and give it to those that are their friends. And and you see this time and time and time again. These people are making millions and billions of dollars on this man-made crisis. It's not global warming. It's there's nothing that we are doing as people that is that that is actually making any kind of difference whatsoever. And yet we're supposed to sacrifice, not them. They can't sacrifice because it's up to them to fly and part. I mean, meet in, in, you know, wonderful place. I would love to go to Scotland. Scotland is, is on my to-do list. I would love to go there in Ireland and Wales. I mean, that would be awesome. That'd be a really neat trip, but they get to go and they get to do it in their private planes and they get to take all of their motorcades and, and do, and do all this party in there all in the name of climate change. And so even even Greta Thunberg, who, you know, is in the media is the face of climate change type stuff. Even she sees it for what it is and says, you know what? You need to stop doing blah, blah, blah 
You need to stop talking and you need to start doing. Well, again, it's not, it's a made up thing. It, they're doing what they're, what they're wanting to do with it. They are trying to funnel money. It's follow the dollars, follow the money. That is what is happening here. And when you actually look at real science, well, it comes up with a different story. And, and of course, we see in the Bible and during end times where uh, the, it says where the earth is going to groan. And so, yes, we're going to see things that happen as we get closer and closer to end times. But to say that because, you know, we're putting all this CO2 in the air, uh, we're uh, going to uh, absolutely devastate the earth. That is not going to happen. And so uh, you may agree with me. You may disagree with me on this. And I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.